Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. And as we put a close to 2020, well, they want to help you out with a complimentary year-end checklist. Go to artofmoneyradio.com to schedule your appointment. One of the big things they say is get your tax documents together. Very, very important. So if you're taking money out of a retirement account or if you have a pension, of course, if you have a W-2 or other income, you know, you are going to receive a tax document for that. So if this is your first year of retirement in 2020, right, the crazy year we've had, if you retired in 2020, your taxes are going to look a little differently. So just make a checklist, you know, internally or, on, you know, at home and say, hey, I'm getting money from this account, this account, this account, and then kind of watch out for it, you know, come January, February. So your tax preparer knows, you know, what's going on, you know, what's going on um, and you don't miss anything because yeah. we, we've seen that happen. We have. So make sure that in the in our world today, Mark, one of the things that we have seen here at McPherson Financial Group, a lot of people are checking that email when they first get their email set up in their accounts. I don't want paper. You know, I want everything emailed to me. But that means your 1099s may also go to your email. And if you don't go and check for them, when you go to file your taxes next year and you give all your documentation to your CPA in February, March, April, whenever you do your taxes, if he doesn't have a 1099, doesn't mean you didn't get one. You may have it in your email you need to check. So if you've got a pension, if you've got Social Security, you need to make sure all those little things that you have coming in as income, if your income normally averages $100,000 a year and he says when he does your taxes, you're only paying tax on 20000 a year, you've got a problem. You've got some 1099s <laughs> that have not showed up. So you want to make sure you go and check those emails. A lot of people, a lot of our clients especially, we are saying that more and more are checking, you know, send it to my email. I don't want all these trees being killed with all the paperwork. So just go to my email, but you have to remember to check it, especially if it's your first year in retirement. Something else important on your year in checklist is to review your tax withholding. Something else that you mentioned, sometimes when we fill it out, we start a new job. We think we've checked all the right boxes, but it's important to take a look at that, especially at the end of the year. Of course, Art and I are in this industry and I won't speak for Art, but I'll ask him this question. When you fill out a W-4, are you just overly confused? Could it not just be simple and say, hey, here's my tax bracket, withhold this amount of money? You know, so be careful on how you filled out your W-4, because if it's incorrect, now it's time to make a change for 2021. I just remember looking at it, and it asks like 30 questions to get your <laughs> exemptions and your dependents and all this jazz, and it's like, okay, well, how much are you withholding? Well, that's up to Paycor, Luke. <laughs> so, okay. Can I just withhold this percentage? So um, it is confusing, but you know th there is help out there. Yeah, because but basically the system is designed to do standard deductions only. So it's going to do the husband and wife. If you're filing married, if you're filing single, are you a head of household? Are you in? You know, uh, what what's your main thrust for your W four? And then it's going to say, do you have dependents? But what it doesn't say is, do you have outside income? Do you have 1099 income in addition to your W-2 income? Do you have um, profits or losses from other things that would be added taxable income to you? Do you have other sources of income that don't show up on a W-4? And if that's the case, then you need to also include that or else you're going to be taking out too little in tax. So you could... Like Luke was saying, can I just do a percentage instead of this stupid box <laughs> right. part? So it's just knowing what to ask or how to ask it right. Or just if you add it up in a, in a way 
uh, is that's outside. If you can do a flat percentage, sometimes that's easier than the little box structure for sure. We're talking about the year-end checklist and how to make sure you've got everything wrapped up for 2020 as we get ready to transition into 2021. And let's talk a minute about your FSA and your HSAs, because it gets a little confusing, guys, about which one do I need to spend now? Which one can I roll over? And that's part of the checklist that you can help everybody out with. Sure. So your FSA, your flexible savings account or flexible spending account, however you want to frame it, essentially you need to spend all the money before the end of the year. Now, certain plans have provisions where you could go out a couple more months into into 2021, but essentially your flexible savings account, your FSA, is use it or lose it. So if as you're looking at your um, benefits package for next year and signing up for things, if you've lost money in the FSA, maybe don't put in as much. Or if you know something's coming up next year health-wise, you know, maybe max it out, put more money in. It's a tax-deferred way, a tax deduction to pay medical bills. So it means it's a great, great option within your plan, but just be careful because you can lose money if you don't use it. Yeah, that's why we typically like the HSAs better because HSAs you can bank. So the health saving account, if you put in $4,000 and you didn't use it, you've got 4000 for the next year, plus you can do another 4000 So the HSA is a little bit better option. However, like Luke was saying, both of those options are deductible. So they can come out and not be included in your taxable income. And why would you want to use money that's already after-tax money for medical bills if you can use money that's deductible money for medical bills? So it makes a whole lot of sense. So those are two areas that are becoming more and more popular. Uh, we prefer the HSA over the FSA. Talk to me a second about how, and you hear this a lot, your IRAs to a Roth conversion. And that's one of the items that comes up on that year-end checklist. So why is it important to consider that, that IRA to a Roth conversion? So it's very important. I was telling this to clients, I mean, for the last couple of weeks. So we're doing a lot of them, you know, for our year-end tax planning here for our clients. And essentially, just to make things simple without going through all the characteristics and the, you know, potential pitfalls, right, in the Roth conversion is the only way a Roth conversion isn't beneficial are if taxes go down in the future. So if taxes go down, we should not do Roth conversions today. However, Joe Biden ran his campaign saying, I'm going to raise your taxes. Uh, we don't know whose bracket or you know who individually is going to be impacted by that or if it even gets passed, right? But essentially, we're in historically low tax levels. So it's as simple as that. And then you just kind of calculate, hey, do we want to jump a bracket? More than likely not. Now, the 22% bracket and the 24% are pretty close. You know, the two percent range. So you know, you may have someone in the twenty-four or twenty-two. It's just a you know, look at it from a math perspective, but then also look out into the future as we're what twenty-eight trillion dollars in debt. I don't think taxes are going down. So when you call the McPherson Financial Group, they're gonna help set up that complimentary year in review and all the items on the checklist. Make sure you're taken care of, check of all your savings account, your HSAs, make sure all your files are put together. But some of the money that we've accumulated for retirement, how safe, guys. How safe would we feel about letting a robot manage it for us? So about 20% of millennials say they'd be okay with a robo-advisor. But for baby boomers, only 3% say they'd be willing to put their finances in the hands of a machine. So what is the benefit of having a real live person help guide you through your financial future? If you have the right person, it's a very, very big benefit. Um, think about it. I think I've answered this question you know, prior in the year on the show or, or something similar. But think of it like TurboTax. Right, so you have a robo, a robot, doing your taxes for you. The robot, the computer, asks you questions. It doesn't know whether you're whether you answered those correctly or not. It assumes you understand the question, 
And that based on your questions are the tax deductions, the income, everything on your tax return. Well, it's kind of the same with the robo-advisor. So, you know, millennials tend to like it because it's very cheap, right? There's not a lot of management fees because there's not a whole lot going on. So the ones I've seen, you answer some questions, you get put into a box with everybody else who answered the same questions. That box may be appropriate for you. It may not be. But having someone to talk to, a real-life person, right, we, we make determinations. We create different portfolios for every individual here. Some of them have the same investment accounts, but it's not just the box that you checked when the robot asked you questions. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and like Luke had brought up with TurboTax, if you have not answered a question correctly or you think you are and you get a certain box dropped down, it doesn't open other boxes. It doesn't other open other deductions for you that you're not smart enough to ask the question on. Same thing with financial planning. If you don't know the question to ask, a lot of times at robo-advising, um, you're just getting kind of a, a boilerplate blanket kind of generic mm-hmm. allocation. You know, So why would you not want a really specific custom allocation? And that's just on your your asset allocation side. That's not talking about some of the really complicated tax strategies, the really compli- complicated areas of financial planning that you cannot just really get done through a robo-advising. So you have to usually talk about those issues of taxation. You have to send a lot of documentation in. And a lot of those robo-advising are just not set up for that. They are designed only for small asset allocation type effects on a portfolio. They're not really designed to really do the real high-level planning or income planning that we really focus on here at McPherson Financial Group. Okay. Our McPherson, Luke McCarty. Yes. Uh, McPherson Financial Group, let me ask two guys who work with money and finances a lot. Mm-hmm. Gift cards, a very popular gift to give for the holidays. Yes or no? I mean, there's certain times where gift cards are easy and they are good. And I think the people that receive them are appreciative of them. But it's just like the easy way out to me. I think it's just kind of like kind of a lazy gift. So it's not a financial thing. It is just a lazy thing. Kind of. I mean, unless you have something, you know, like your favorite restaurant or something. But be careful buying restaurant gift cards. A lot of them are going under, unfortunately. Um, But I did buy a gift card for myself at Texas Roadhouse a couple (laughs) weeks ago. They're offering a $120 gift card for 100 bucks. So I just got 20% off my food or 20% free food, you know, next year when I spend it on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Luke likes Um, food. But yeah, no, gift cards are kind of the easy way out. Um, it, it's funny. A lot of stores make a lot of money on unused gift cards. Yes. Because we forget about them. We don't use the whole balance. We lose them. So millions and millions of dollars go uncollected on those. Yeah. And that's why I thought y'all would be against giving a gift card for that purpose is that I've got a $50 gift card, but I spent 46 bucks of it and I'm good. Well, you just gave them four bucks back and not got the, mm-hmm. the full value out of it. Yes, correct. And if you forget it or you lose it, then it never gets used. Then whoever gave you that 50 bucks would have been a whole lot better if they just gave you cash. And how excited do you get when you find that Publix gift card that you're like, oh my God, that fell in between my seat and you've got 36 cents left? (laughs) Toss it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. 
We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 Seven four seven two five. Today's show has been a work of art. 